With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A first half as forgetful as the second half was pulsating. Manchester United ran out 4-2 winners after a six-goal second half in the second game in a matter of days against Aston Villa as Eric Ten, Eric Ten Hag's side secured progression to the next round of the League Cup. After a sloppy first 45 minutes sorely lacking in quality from both teams, the second half exploded into life as Villa twice took the lead before Marcus Rashford and Alejandro Garnacho propelled United to a morale-boosting victory. Hello and welcome to the Manchester United weekly podcast with me, Jack Tate, back with a quick review of our League Cup victory over Villa, looking at why United started the game so poorly, the improvement in the second half, Rashford and Martial's performances, and of course, the sparkling cameo of Alejandro Garnacho. Thank you, of course, to Harry for, as always, being great with the microphone in the Stratford end at United Games, getting us all these clips of all the new songs that are coming out from Old Trafford. You'll hear more from Harry as the episode goes on. Some reaction to United's draw against Burnley in the next round of the Cup and his thoughts immediately after the game as well. Where to start after such a, such a, a manic second half, but that ending and especially the performances of Rashford and Garnacho. We'll get to the first half and United's poor start in a bit, but I think for now, let's start on the positive note and what United did exceedingly well to end up winning the game. It was, I mean, just a, a bizarre game in a lot of ways. Obviously a first half that was so sloppy, but then the second half became unbelievably stretched, more so than really any game that I can remember United playing in quite a while. Both teams were just creating so many openings at such will. They weren't always leading to to great chances. There was still, I think, a, a bit of a lack of quality from both teams, even in the second half. 
but there was just so much space for both teams. Midfield for, for both sides became pretty much non-existent. You know, Villa were, were really clearly trying to adapt to Emery's system and they were making a really conscious effort to try and play out from the back, especially when the ball was with, with Robin Olsen in goal. And we were able to capitalise on that so many times. You know, this was so clearly a, a Villa side that although they were trying their hardest to adapt to this system, just weren't, weren't ready to, to do it. And it reminded me in some ways of United's terrible performance against Brentford early in the season, which had, I think, some similarities from this. We turned the ball over in Villa's half so much throughout the game, especially in the second half. You know, we did concede two silly goals, one from a, a slightly unlucky deflection from a header that was going across goal and Dallow just kind of stuck a foot out to try and get something on it. And another from transition. You know, I think these two games against Villa this week have shown us the same old frailties in this United team that we knew existed already. Haven't hasn't really taught us too much that's that's new, but I think has kind of reinforced what we already thought about this United side. But despite falling behind twice, I think you've got to be seriously impressed with the way, especially the last sort of half an hour, 25 minutes of the game, you've got to be seriously impressed with the way that United dominated and controlled what was becoming such a chaotic game at times. I think, as always, Ericsson made a huge difference. As soon as he came on, you know, Rashford mentioned this in his interview immediately after the game, that Ericsson could just make such a difference because he lends an element of, of both calmness and but also incision and penetration to United's midfield. It's a skill set that none of our other midfielders have. It makes such a huge difference and you know, we missed him so much in that first half. I think what was so impressive from United was... You know, we've talked a lot throughout this season that this is a United team that's very, very clearly still has a long way to go in terms of learning how to be a really, a really threatening attacking side consistently in games. You know, we do okay controlling games a lot of the times. So I think we've seen a lot of improvement in that regard from United to play. But the thing that's still lacking is that ability to create a lot, a really high volume of of, of high quality chances throughout matches. It's a reason United haven't scored very many goals throughout the season. We mentioned it in the, the review of the Villa game at the weekend that, you know, once United fell 2-0 down, we just aren't a side at the moment that's equipped to really make these big comebacks like we saw at times in the Solskjaer era because we just aren't creating enough chances. And I think you've got to be impressed with the way that United did that throughout this game, albeit against a, a Villa side that, as I mentioned, were leaving themselves very open. You know, especially down the left-hand side in the second half, United were just getting so much joy, whether it was Rashford before he moved up front or Garnacho once he came on, who I'll come on to a bit more in just a few minutes. You know, even Malassia at times getting forward and Fred even making some runs into that channel. There were so many occasions where United were just feasting down that left-hand side. And, you know, it, it took me back a little bit seeing Ashley Young get, getting beat so often on Villa's right, in Villa's right-back area, how, how much we struggled for so many years watching Ashley Young try and play as a fullback. And, and doing okay at times, but having games like this where he would just kind of get skinned over and over again. Satisfying to at least be on, on the opposite side of that for once. Before I get into a little bit more detail on Rashford and Garnacho in particular, because I know Garnacho is the one we all want to talk about, let's quickly hear from Harry in the pub after the United game. <laughs> about 45 minutes after full time at Old Trafford there were some very happy Reds inside the Bishop Blaze which is a pub just outside Old Trafford just down the road it's been a pub here for well since Old Trafford opened I think it was called the Dog and Partridge back in the day 
pretty much it's filled for the Reds lots of tourists come here as a kind of pilgrimage used to be where famous United fan Pete Boyle would kind of direct his orchestra we come here after games to let the, the tram queues calm down before heading home but after a win you have two pints or three instead of one what a game that was the League Cup can be dull at times and in the first half it felt like it could be that it was I, I checked my watch at I think 28 29 minutes in and thought god this is dragging on was <laughs> it not half time yet or nearly half time second half came out with an absolute bang both teams Villa took the lead United equalised within 30 45 seconds there is nothing more satisfying as a football fan than seeing a huge away end which you get in cup games League Cup and FA Cup so Aston Villa had two tiers at United probably um, my guess would be seven or eight thousand fans probably seven thousand five hundred to first normally ten or twelve and a half percent nothing more satisfying than seeing a huge away end of fans gloating and just a minute later being able to gloat back in their face that happened not once but twice and then United scored two more to win the game that is immensely satisfying United in terms of how United played I'll leave that to Jack he would have watched the game in a less I, I would expect a less frenzied state than I did but as an atmosphere that was that was brilliant and that's exactly what United needed we spoke about this on the episodes that went out on Monday evening Tuesday morning that having had having built up a really good run and unbeaten run and played well and, and good morale the win even though it was a win in San Sebastian and the defeat of Villa in the league left them not a sour taste but it just brought the mood down a bit that has fully restored it Garnacho was absolutely fantastic off the bench really really good performance decision making the quality of that pass from McTominay late on was fantastic I thought Bruno Fernandes had a really good game he deserved to score got a bit lucky with it in the end but thought he had a good game I'll leave Jack to discuss more on that but in terms of things that you might not see on the TV and we we do get to see in, in the stadium probably three things starting from, from from the end of the game Ten Hag walking off after 4-2 win in front of a raucous Old Trafford complaining to the refs as he walked down the tunnel a quick acknowledgement of the fans as he always does but complaining to the ref that's the right attitude similarly right attitude Bruno Fernandes uh, if you remember I can't remember exactly what minute in the game but I'd expect kind of 85-ish Scott McTominay hit the crossbar really good effort hit the crossbar fell on the ground in frustration and Bruno was shouting at him screaming going get back back into position it was only 3-2 at that point and that's the kind of leadership you get with Bruno Fernandes and saw it all throughout the game that Fernandes' leadership is it, it, he's the one who's keeping the ref in check and the rest of his teammates in check and final thing was the first player to get his to ask for his shirt to be swapped at the end was Alejandro Garnacho 18 years old in his what I get I don't know this for sure but 8th or ninth United appearance I think it was Leon Bailey I'm not 100% sure came over immediately to swap shirts with him I think that speaks volumes for the the respect with which players hold his potential Garnacho's potential what a brilliant atmosphere and new Lissandra Martinez song going that uh, I was we heard in a bar in San Sebastian last week last Thursday after the game, we're singing tiptoe through the cop and with a cleaver. He's from Argentina. Credit to a lad called Kieran, who got that going. This time, me and my brother thought we'd uh, try and get it going, and it went quite well. 
Old Trafford has taken to it like a duck to water. It's a great song. He's a great player. And ahead of the World Cup, it's Argentina and Manchester United are in love with at the moment. I'll leave you in the very capable hands of Jack. Oh, last thing. We watched the draw in the Bishop's Blaze after. Well, I'm still here, but we watched the draw in here. Great reaction. I'm sure Jack will work his wonders and edit this in because uh, I got some sound from it. Great reaction when Liverpool drew Manchester City. And also a good reaction when United drew Burnley, followed by songs of Wembley, Wembley. Anyway, I'll leave you in Jack's hands. Bye for now. highlights just how much we missed him against Villa at the weekend he is for all of his faults and there are plenty of them that we've highlighted throughout the the last two and a half years since he's been at United I think it's undeniable how much he brings to this team in terms of being kind of an inspirational talismanic figure I mean there's a reason he's had so many comparisons to Eric Cantona in the past although very different players on the pitch I think in the the impact they have on teammates around them they do have that very similar kind of talismanic quality about them to drive a team forward. Outside of that, I mentioned that I, I wanted to get onto Rashford and Garnacho. I think we'll start with with Marcus Rashford. Having heard the news in the morning that he was being part of, of England's World Cup squad, fully deserved after the season that he's had. And I, I don't think it was in too much doubt, despite the fact that Rashford hasn't been in an England squad since Euro 2020 on account of form and then injuries for the most recent one that he missed out on. I think having being included in that squad, this performance really was a an encapsulation of what has propelled him back into not just England contention to be in the squad, but even potentially to be in line to start some games in the World Cup. It's like a, watching a new player. And I think yet again, he was quite clearly United standout attacker for the majority of the game. Even in the first half, there were moments when Rashford got on the ball and you could feel a, a threat that was coming from him that wasn't really coming from any other United player. And I think what we're seeing from Rashford at the moment is he's kind of regaining that ability to be a threat almost completely on his own at times. You know, that was one of his best qualities when he first came into this United team. And I think he lost it a little bit, whether that was down to confidence or, or just simply things not coming off. He seems to have really regained that ability to to make things happen just any time he gets on the ball. Even in the first half, he looked dangerous. There's a few really nice combinations with Malassia down the left. A couple of times he cut inside into good positions. And then in the second half, I mean, he really took the game by the scruff of the neck. Even when United were down a couple of times, it was him that was really leading the charge for United. 
Anytime he picked up the ball, he looked dangerous and eventually got the goal that the performance deserved. And even when he went up front in a position where we know that sometimes he can he can get lost a little bit in games when he plays up front. He maybe doesn't have quite the presence that you'd always want from a number nine. But even when he got moved up front, he still retained that huge sense of threat and he, he you know maintained such a key focal point of the game. Got his goal that was extremely well-deserved and was just a constant threat throughout the game. It's so refreshing and nice to see a United player playing so clearly full of confidence and joy in his football. And I think we're starting to see Rashford come into his own. I saw a great tweet from Kane, who's been on the podcast before during the game, that Rashford's goals and assists per minute ratio is up there with the same as Ronaldo's last season, who obviously kind of dragged us through a lot that season. Just goes to show that I think Rashford is starting to add that end product to his game that has been frustratingly lacking at times throughout his career. I feel like so, so many occasions Rashford has these great performances where it feels like he is really almost dominating a game and taking it by the scruff of the neck but things just don't quite come off for him and he had a couple of missed chances tonight but eventually managed to get his goal and was a huge part in dragging us through that game I think we can only hope as United fans that he goes to the World Cup plays well but crucially for United comes back injury free and fit enough that he can be this talisman for us for that throughout the rest of the season because we're going to need him you know, we, we are thin up front. And that's why I was critical of Ten Hag at the weekend push, putting Rashford out onto the right because Rashford on the left is so clearly our most threatening, our, our best player in attack at the moment. And I don't think, even when there are other players out, whether it's by injury or suspension, I, I don't think we really want to be compromising Rashford in any way because he is by far and away our best player in attack. And I, and I don't think we should be doing anything to jeopardise that. From where the Speaking of one academy graduate that's gone on to become a mainstay in, a, in the Man United team, let's move on to another one that might just be starting on that journey, Alejandro Garnacho. He's obviously been impressive at other points throughout the season, played really well against Sheriff, played well against Sociedad as well. But this was by far and away, I think, his best performance in a United shirt. He was so dangerous from the second he came on. What I'm, what I'm always so impressed about with about Garnacho. With a lot of young players, when they come into the team, they look dangerous and their dribbling is very good. When they're in space, they're really able to you know, beat a man. And you know, Rashford was like that when he first came into the team, for example. We've seen plenty of, of talents come through United's and other teams' youth systems that have that ability because it's what has kind of got them to this point. What I've been so impressed with about Garnacho, though, is the quality that he has, even in tight spaces. There was a number of times when balls were pinged out to him, serious pace on them, and his first touch is always beautiful, gets it right down at his feet and that's something we've seen in other games since he's come in as well you know that is it's an example of a quality I think that is far beyond his years as an 18 year old playing in this United team I mean it was the only thing that was missing from this performance he got his assist eventually for United's what was it, fourth goal or with, for the amazing ball to, to McTominay I mean that pass was just ridiculous a 30 yard kind of dink over the defender right into the path of Scott McTominay Again, a, a ball that defied his age and is befitting of someone, you know, of far more maturity and experience and quality than, than what Garnacho should really possess at this kind of age. But the only thing that was eventually missing really was the goal. And I was so sad when he had that run down the left-hand side. And I think it was on about 80 minutes where he goes past Douglas Louise. He, so he, Garnacho has the ball on the edge of our own box, plays a 1-2 with Malassia gets the ball, regains the ball about halfway inside our own half, 
and three touches later, he's bearing down on Aston Villa's box, having left, Doug- left Douglas Louise for dead behind him. Eventually gets his shot away, but it's blocked. And it just, as he was making that run, I couldn't help but think of some of the most iconic goals from United players down the years, especially the Ryan Giggs goal against Arsenal in the FA Cup quarterfinal or semi-final, sorry, back in, in 99, you know, running down down the left wing, eventually come in and in Giggs's case, putting it in the at the near post, Garnacho tried to put it in the far post. But this was such an exciting performance by Garnacho, and I think it speaks so much to what we can expect from him over the rest of the season. You know, the challenge for him now is is to keep this going and perform at this level consistently because I think the improvement that we've seen in him to come in and and make an impact on games has massively improved, even just over the, the last you know, month or so since he really started being given opportunities this season. We have a question on Twitter from at Dave Lahar asking how will Garnacho be managed from here on out? It's a great question because United are back in this conundrum where we have an abundance of left wingers yet again. You know, Rashford wants to play there. Martial can potentially play there. Jaden Sancho really wants to play there and, and certainly will play there with Anthony kind of taking up that role on the right-hand side. So it, yet again, United have got to deal with that. How do we manage all these kind of left-sided players that want to probably play in that same role? I think probably the best thing that could happen for Garnacho in terms of his opportunities, well, a couple of things. One is United going on a deep run in the League Cup and in the Europa League because he will obviously get more minutes as rotation is necessary, having just been drawn against Burnley. You know, that feels very much like a game that Garnacho could be used in as a, as a rotational player. But I think the other thing that could really help Garnacho is is Ronaldo either leaving or having his minutes diminished. You know, I think the more Martial stays fit, obviously that means the more Rashford is going to play out on the left, which is going to make it harder and harder for Garnacho to get into this side. Especially when Anthony's fit, there isn't really a path to playing on the right-hand side either because Anthony is always going to have that flank locked down when we're playing our strongest 11. So it's going to be hard for Garnacho to get minutes, but I think that the challenge for him and in particular for Ten Hag, is to figure out how he can get opportunities because, you know, with the talent that he has, we can't afford to let him have wasted months or or a wasted year for the rest of the season. Garnacho deserves these opportunities that, he get, that he's getting now. You know, this is completely on merit. It, it's been very noticeable to me, like I mentioned at the weekend, how publicly United's players and coaches have mentioned Garnacho's attitude over the summer being a bit of a problem and the improvement that's been made now. You know, that... Those comments, albeit slightly critical in nature, they don't come about for a player that United coaching staff and players don't see a hell of a lot of potential in, because it it's a sign that you know they are they are they're doing whatever they think they need to to make sure that Garnacho fulfills that potential. And again, you don't get that kind of attention, both good and bad, if you don't have so much potential to bring to the table. You can't help but get a little bit giddy, to be honest, about what Garnacho brings to the table because he's just playing at a level that I think, especially tonight, was so far beyond his years. And I think probably as this start that he's had to his United career is probably the most exciting player to have come out of the academy since Marcus Rashford. It, it feels that kind of a, that big of a, of a moment and that big of a start to a United career where he's shown so much quality, so much talent, but also so much improvement in a very short space of time. So he can't help but be excited by that. You know, looking ahead from here, United obviously have one one game to go before the start of the World Cup against Fulham this weekend. You know, we can get in a little bit more, Harry and I, into you know, maybe a little bit of a mid-season review during the World Cup, looking at how United have fared so far. But I think looking ahead to the Fulham game and a little bit further, it's just all about United continuing to develop 
this identity that we've seen shoots of at times under Ten, under Ten Hag. And I think the last week or so has maybe seen that go a little bit by the wayside. But I think you can only hope that this Villa game, especially getting four goals, which is you know the most we've scored in any game this season, by far and away, I think the, the most dangerous that we've looked in terms of creating chances, maybe up there with the Spurs game, especially over a, you know, a decently long period of time in the second half. That is an area where United clearly, clearly have needed to improve. The World Cup is coming to some degree at a decent time for United with, where we've had injuries piling up, Varane being out, Anthony, Jadon Sancho out, Ronaldo was said to be ill tonight. You know, Martial has only just come back from injury. There's there's a lot going on for United and I think we the World Cup is coming at a decent time for us in the sense that hopefully we will have players coming back fit and not too fatigued, which is going to be a, a massive problem for everyone dealing with players going to the World Cup in the Premier League. But, you know, I think at Fulham at the weekend... It probably feels like a much bigger game than it actually is in the grand scheme of things because I think United going into the the World Cup off the back of a good and not not just good but very entertaining win against Villa in the Cup, then having a win against Fulham, I think it would send United off into the World Cup with a really good feeling around the club and feeling, feeling like there's a big opportunity now with players that aren't going to the World Cup to really kind of develop within Ten Hag's system, continue to build that identity and, and just build on you know, what has been, I think, overall quite a positive first half of the season for United, albeit with a lot of bumps in the road, you know, notably against Brighton and Man City and, and at the weekend against Villa. There are a lot of signs that I think we can take a lot of heart from to be excited about what's, what could happen for the rest of the season. But, you know, the World Cup does throw up this huge, this huge variable that everyone's going to have to deal with. United are no different in that regard. And I think a lot of what happens from here on out this season will be determined by which teams come back the fittest from the World Cup and with, with the least injuries, but also how quickly you're able to kind of get back into, into club football mode. You know, these players are going to have such a very unique challenge where they won't have played together for six weeks by the time they come back. And especially for a team like United, where the foundations of this system that is being built by Ten Hag are, you know, they're starting to be set, but they are still relatively fragile, relatively new. And that's going to be a big challenge for United. And how, how do we make sure that when we come back, we're able to hit the ground running? That is, I think, a, a conversation for another day. Harry and I can get into that much more, I think, during the World Cup. We'll look ahead to the rest of the season, review what's happened so far. But for tonight, this is definitely a time to enjoy United being a serious goal-scoring threat, a really entertaining cup win, and more than anything, just enjoy the talent and the potential that is Alejandro Garnacho. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. A shorter episode today after the Villa game but we will be back with normal length episode after the Fulham game and again during the World Cup to hear more from us throughout the, the next few weeks and during the World Cup you can find Harry on Twitter at HarryRobinson64 you can find myself on Twitter at UTDTate that's T-A-I-T and you can find the podcast itself at UTD Weekly Pod. that's P-O-D at the end there thank you all as always so much for listening have a great rest of your week and roll on Fulham goodbye Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. 
laundry? Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.